Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It's a Monster Monday Presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank goodness for those dudes. By far our best and biggest sponsor. Amazing. You guys are all amazing. Hope you had an awesome weekend. Back to the grind this week a little bit. Um, Should be noted that uh, I am actually on spring break this week. little family vacay for those of you that check me out on social media. At Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, number one. Facebook, number two. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The best ways to actually see if I end up posting any uh, any social posts from parts unknown during spring break. So I mentioned that just to tell you a couple things. Number one, we're pre-recording some of this stuff. And these interviews were all from... Uh, pre-recorded um and then number two we are going to even though i'm on vacay if there's serious news or big news in the nfl i'm going to record a video where jack and i are still going to do the tux takes just so uh the show is timely from that regard if there's big news as it relates to lamar jackson aaron Rodgers, whatever the case may be but uh just giving you a heads up there we will not have winners this week because I'm recording this ahead of time, and I forgot to pick winners for this week. You know what you can still do, though? You can still spread the word via social media, because when I come back, I might just go crazy giving out winners. Since I missed last week, I might just go crazy giving out winners to people that gave us a review of Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook, or anybody that takes advantage of any of our sponsors. We got Raycon, ExpressVPN this week. Love our sponsors. Want you guys to be all over them. And then YouTube shout outs always a cool thing. I'm shocked that more people don't do it. You just subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Hit the thumbs up button. It's free. You're not like paying for anything. And then you reply with a comment to any video and just say, Ross, I got to get that video for my fantasy bros, my fantasy uh, league or my son or whatever. I love doing them. Love doing them. YouTube.com 
slash Ross Tucker NFL. Anyway, we do have a host of great guests for you this week. We've got Dr. Chow on Wednesday talking about the big injury news, Brock Purdy and Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray, uh, given the latest there from Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com. Love talking with Dr. Chow because I just feel like that's information. I like specialists. I like Andrew Brandt on the business. I like Dr. Chow on the injuries. I like Greg on the film. We will have Greg on Thursday talking O-line, which is awesome. Certainly, if you're missing me on any of the days this week, you can check out College Draft. We got that Mock Draft live podcast, which was amazing. I Please, could you guys do me a favor this week? Can you please listen to the Mock Draft on College Draft? We did a live Mock Draft with Fran and Emery and Kyle Krabs, and I think you would really, really enjoy it. It's just a mock draft, us talking about your team, who they might pick. Please check out that. That's your homework for the week. I never give you guys homework. Please check out the college draft this week. I think you'll really like it. Anyway, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. Well, as promised, very excited to be joined today by Mike Greenberg. You can follow him on social media. A lot of you probably do at ESPN Green. He's on TV on ESPN every morning. He's got a radio show. Uh, he's been in the industry for a long time. It's crazy because I've listened to him and watched him for so long. But, Mike, I don't I don't know that we've ever actually met, to my knowledge. I think this is right, right, and I hope I will not be an enormous disappointment. I usually find that people are disappointed by me. So I hope I hope that I live up to some some shred of what your expectation is. Well, no, I gotta tell you, I've already now I haven't read the whole thing. But you got a new book out with Paul Hembo. I don't even have to say his last name. Hembakidis? But just call him Hembo. Everyone calls him Hembo. I'm not 100% sure that his wife knows how to say his last name. (laughs) But for those of you, by the way, that are watching on YouTube, um, I'm showing the book right now. It's Got Your Number, The Greatest Sports Legends and the Numbers They Own. It's really cool because, first of all, Anybody that ever played a sport, Mike, as you know, like your numbers, like your identity, man. Like I had to be 32 in high school basketball because Andy Kuhn, when I was a little kid, was 30. I had to be 55. And then my wife still makes fun of me because I was in college. My first couple years in the NFL, I had a chain with my number. And she's always like, if we get an argument, Mike, she'll literally say, you used to have a chain with your number on it. <laughs> like like that's her, that's her argument. Uh-huh. Well, that's a trump card. I mean, generally, that's it. If you used to have a chain with a number on it and she knows that, you're going to lose every argument you have for the rest of your life. That That is the, the principle of the book. So the, uh, let me tell you quickly where it came from. So we were sitting around, a bunch of us who work on the Get Up show, and like any other collection of sports geeks, we were just having a meaningless sports conversation. And the topic, for some reason, was how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks all wore the jersey number 12. So Joe Namath, Jim Kelly, Roger Staubach, Bob Greasy, Terry Bradshaw, Ken Stabler, <clears throat> and and eventually Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And one of the guys who works on the show said, yeah, Greeny, they all wore 12, but who owns the number 12? And Ross, I've wanted to write a sports book all of my life. I've written a few other books. I've never written a sports book. And the reason is because I've never had a good enough idea. You know, to do a radio segment or a TV segment, you need to be able to fill up about five minutes. <laughs> You need a pretty good idea to fill up a whole book. And I finally had it. So what we did was 
we decided with outstanding research from the aforementioned Hembo, who owns every number in sports history from one to 100. And more than half of them, about I think about 60 of them are jersey numbers, but not all of them. So many of the numbers are records or years. For example, 85 is the 85 Bears, who I consider to be the greatest football team I ever saw. Um, some of the records, 28 is for Michael Phelps, because that's how many gold medals he won. Um, and so th- those are so we found numbers for different athletes. It couldn't just be jersey numbers, Ross, because what I what I quickly realized at first, that was where the idea came from. So it was just going to be jersey numbers. But a not only are there really no one ever wore the number 100 and, and, and a lot of other numbers, but also meant that we would have been writing a book about sports legends and not having a place for Muhammad Ali and Serena Williams and Tiger Woods and other athletes from individual sports. So we figured out a way to do it, and and that's where we netted out, and we're just thrilled with it. Yeah, you know what, Mike? So first of all, I don't I don't read books very often, and I'm not afraid to admit that I, I, because I'm so often either reading like Twitter to see what's going on in sports or football in particular, and I I so often Mike have like an article I see while I'm scrolling Twitter, I click on it, and then so my Safari, my browser on my phone. There's always 10 articles at any point that I need to read that are like now. So I always say to people like, how do you have time to read a book? Like, I, But what I can do is I can do bite-sized books where for this book, every number is like a chapter. So that's I like that because then it's like, um, you know, if you're at the beach in the summer, I go to the Jersey Shore, being able to just sit there and I'll do 24 and 25 today. You know what I mean? And like yeah. – you don't feel overwhelmed or like I have to have 20 more pages to get the end of the chapter. I like bite size. Cause it's almost like 99 short stories within your book. That's exactly what it is. And they're quite short to that point. Each chapter that you're talking about for those who haven't seen is, 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 is about two or three pages that none of them are longer than that. So each one is right around 500 words. So it's two to three pages per. So it, it, about the length of an article the research in it is outstanding. You will learn stuff. So here's what I like about it. One, um, choosing the numbers was fun. Some of them were really hard. So, so I mean, anyone could anyone knows that three is Babe Ruth and 23 is Michael Jordan and 42 is Jackie Robinson and and uh, and 99 is Wayne Gretzky. But some of them were really hard. And what I will say is that whether you agree or disagree with the choices that we made, I think even the the hardest core sports fan will learn stuff. From the book, the research that Hembo did is so great that I learned so much about these athletes, even the ones I thought I knew everything about. So it's a little bit of sports debate and a little bit of sports history. And you're right, they're in, in very snackable little uh, sections. And so I'm delighted you like it. And I, I hope that everybody who reads it will. So um, I always like asking people this when they write a book, because they always have a good answer. And you might have just said it, but. What did you learn? Like, what did you learn writing this book, researching the book that you didn't really realize till you dove in? So much. I mean, in every, I would say there in every chapter. So there are a hundred chapters. There's a, there's one thing I didn't know. Like I'm a sports historian for lack of a better word. I grew up like while, while you were out there doing like push-ups and running. <laughs> I was reading books about football players. And, and so I've always loved that. And so I consider myself a person who knows an incredible amount about sports, particularly sports history. Uh, 
I learned some at least 100 things in, in, in the writing of this book that I didn't previously know. Here's my favorite, or not my favorite, but here's one of my favorites. The number 10 was a tough one. And my nephews are big soccer kids, as a lot of kids who were like, you know, that age are yeah. FIFA. And they, I, I, I didn't I, I know much less about soccer than I know about, you know, football and basketball and baseball. So they were all telling me that Messi, Lionel Messi should be number 10. And I told them that I had chosen Pele, the legendary soccer player Pele, to wear the number 10. And they said, you can't do that. And so then I, I read them this. In 1969, at the height of the tragedy that was the Nigerian Civil War, there was a civil war in Nigeria in which over a million people died. A 48-hour ceasefire was called so they could watch Pele play a game. People literally stopped killing each other so that they could watch this man play soccer. That, that's the kind of stuff that we found in the book to go along with the usual array of statistics and things like that. And that was the end of that argument with my nephews. Um, the day that, that is unbelievable. Stop a war. Yes, they stopped fighting a war because Pele was playing a game against their national team in soccer and they wanted to watch it. So that, that's those, it's that kind of thing. There's at least one of those in all 100 chapters. So uh, you're a well-documented Jets fan. And obviously this is a football show. And you were talking about reading football books growing up. I, and I'm sure you talked about this or thought about this, Mike. But if you look at the span of your lifetime, you know, you, you, you're very successful. You're very busy. Have you ever thought about, like, is it a positive relationship? Like, are you glad that you are and have been a Jets fan and have invested this much time into it? Because it feels like for certain franchises, it feels like you put a whole lot in and not get a whole lot back. Have you thought about the relationship and whether you want to continue it? Every day. I I think about that every day. Um, You know, I'll tell you. I worked in Chicago for a really long time. And the, the Chicago Cubs are a beloved team in Chicago. You don't have to be a baseball fan to know their history. They went 108 years between winning World Series. So, I mean, literally, multiple generations of people were born, lived full lives, and died without ever seeing their team win a championship. And when they finally won it, um, I've never seen anything like that. I've been being as close to it. It was probably the same in Boston. And there were probably, you know, when the Red Sox finally won and, and some of the other long suffering franchises, but I have to believe that when the day comes that we win the Super Bowl, that it will all, it will be that much better. Like it will mean more for all of the heartache that I have gone through because it is inarguable that the Jets have caused me more anxiety suffering and pain than any other thing in my world. Not to bring like a sad element into this, but I mean it when I say that all I wanted in my life was to sit next to my dad. I grew up going to Shea Stadium on, we went to every game. My dad, we had season tickets before I was born. We would sit there on on, on those cold December Sundays in the seventies. I would wake up and my mother would just start putting clothes on me. I would get up and it was, I've got three thermals and I got the long pants and I got the ski pants and I got the this and a hat and the gloves. And we would go and my father and I had a blanket that we kept in the trunk of the car 
that was just for Jet games. And we'd go and we'd sit and we'd watch the Jets. And my father always said, real fan stays to the end no matter what. So we'd be losing to Oakland 32-6 to in December. And we were 2-9 and anyway. But we would, we would never leave until the game was over. <clears throat> and all I wanted was to sit with my dad someday and watch the Jets play in the Super Bowl. And only in spirit now will I be able to do that. I'm starting to get worried about my kids. So, <laughs> like, I don't want, I want them to be able to sit with their dad and watch the Jets play in the Super Bowl because they grew up with this sickness um, the same as I did now because I inflicted it upon them. It's genetic. And so I am, I am really hopeful that that day will come. My kids know, my wife knows, everybody knows. If the Jets ever play in the Super Bowl, we're going. My kids say, why can't I go to the Super Bowl, Dad? When the Jets play, we're going. And so we'll go to the Super Bowl and we will sit there and that will be in its own way the best day of my life. And and I have to believe that at that point that all of it will have been worth it. You know, Mike, I can actually speak to this because I'm from outside of Philly. And when the Eagles finally won their first Super Bowl in 2017, it was unbelievable. I mean, the amount of grown men that were crying, the amount of people that called into the radio to talk about how all they could think about was their dad. All they could think about was their dad, or they were so glad they were able to experience it with their dad. I mean, even just, you know, the amount of 41-33, which the final score bumper stickers that people had. You go to the Jersey Shore, the amount of flags, like Eagles flags, it's, it's incredible the impact that that had on those people and uh, the Jets would be the same way. And honestly, Greeny, uh, by the way, Ross, can I say, I was at that game. I covered that game in Minnesota. I actually got pneumonia. It was so ridiculously cold that week, Um, but that's a a, a sidebar. I still can't believe they won that game. Yeah. Tom Brady played the best Super Bowl of any quarterback of all time. He threw for 500 yards, no interceptions. His team did not punt and they lost. If you go back, I should have someone do the research on this. And they lost to Nick Foles. And they lost. Well, and Foles, look, I mean, he was on a magic carpet ride. You know, obviously, he was so good. And and, and that, that that was the, the craziest. So I, my, my brother-in-law is from Boston, and he's a big Patriot fan. And he, he was at the game sitting separate from me. I was there covering it for ESPN. He was there. He just got tickets and was at the game. And he's texting me. I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm texting him back. I guarantee you're going to win. I, but Brady, the way Brady is playing, there's no way he loses this game. I still can't believe the Eagles won that game. And on some level, I still can't believe they lost this one. I, I, I thought I thought they were the better team, and I thought that they should win this game. And, and um, I think that I really hope, for the sake of the Eagle fans, that that's not one they look back on really bitterly. Because right now it feels like, oh, they'll be back. But, I mean, how many times have we said that about people, about teams, Um and and that was a better chance. So the two Eagles Super Bowls of recent vintage, forgetting the 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 TO one, which I actually wrote about in the book. You know, the the the, the whole TO chapter in the book is about that game. Um the, the argument I would make is that for all the talk we give about Willis Reed, um, that the most the most courageous championship performance I've ever seen came from Terrell Owens, who absolutely would have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. He was the best player on the field for either team, despite the fact that his team lost. And he by no means should have been out there. So it's ironic that a guy who, for whatever reason, had a reputation for being selfish actually 
had maybe the most selfless performance in championship history. But anyway, uh, you just made me think about it when you said it, that that game, that Eagles win. And I, again, I was there. I saw I stayed late that night. We were doing the late sports centers from there. So when there were probably only like 300, 3000 people left in the stadium, it was all the Eagle fans who were still sitting there just chanting, cheering, crying, laughing, drinking in disbelief. So, yes, that that is what I hope someday will be me. Um, are you all in? I mean, I, I've seen you elsewhere. I've heard you elsewhere. All in on Aaron Rodgers? Like, hey, this is a great move. When it eventually happens, this gives us a chance to win the Super Bowl. Or is there some trepidation about, you know, when you brought in Favre or the fact that Rodgers said he was 90% retired, which I don't believe at all, but that he said he was 90% retired. Um, how are you feeling currently about Rodgers as your quarterback? Well, I'm all in for sure. That doesn't mean there isn't any trepidation. But look, everything in sports, everything in life comes with some element of risk. Um, you know, the Jets have drafted quarterbacks in the top three twice in the last six years. One of them is bad, and the other one might be the worst player ever. So, I mean, those things come with risk, right? You, 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 what, what are the options here that don't come with some risk? If we're going to roll the dice, let's roll the dice with a guy who we know at his best is about as good as anyone has ever been in history. We also don't need him to be the Aaron Rodgers that he was in, in you know, 2010 and 2011, back when he was the most dominant player in the sport, or even the player who was the MVP of the league two and three years ago. The Jets are really good. The Jets' defense is elite. Their playmakers are very, very good. Yeah. Um, and if they get OBJ, which everyone tells me is going to happen, there's another one. The offensive line needs to get healthy, and they need to add a piece or two. That's why I think they're trying so hard to keep the 13th pick because that's going to going to be a run on offensive tackles there. So you get someone like Paris Johnson or Peter Skaronsky or one of these guys that will be drafted in that area. But if they put together the offensive line – Rodgers merely has to make a few plays. Don't throw any ridiculous crippling interceptions um, and sort of lead, give everyone the belief that this is a team now that can do it because they're good enough in most other places. So I have trepidation because of course it could go completely sideways. He's a, obviously a very unusual dude and who knows what the mix is going to be, but the upside is absolutely being a championship contender. If it goes right, then they're on that little list of teams that could win. Now, the AFC is so loaded that, I mean, I think the Dolphins and the Chiefs are at the top. If, if, if the quarterback in Miami is healthy, um, and that's obviously a bigger if with him than most people, I think those are the two best teams. And then I think you go a half a step down, and I think you – did I say Cincinnati? I'm sorry, probably Cincinnati too. Those three teams, Cincinnati, Miami, and Kansas City. Then you go a half a step down, and I think you get Buffalo and the Jets, I think, are right there with Rodgers if, if he's good. Um, so on th they're definitely close enough that you get the ball bounce your way one time. You could wind up winning the whole damn thing. And, and the Jets have literally never done that in my lifetime. Yeah, and it's funny, Mike. The last thing I would mention is, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if people say this, but the Packers offseason program starts April 17th. Now, I don't think he would do this because he seems like he's more the passive-aggressive type. But all this stuff, you know, 
you read one day Packers have all the leverage. The other day the Jets have all the leverage. Mike, I'm just telling you, if he showed up for the first day of the Packers offseason program, the Jets have all the leverage. You think the Packers want him in the weight room or do any $60 million fully guaranteed? I mean, if, 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 if Aaron Rodgers isn't happy with the way the Packers have kind of put it out there that they didn't want him, and, and I don't know why he would want the Jets to have to give up more, all he has to do is fly to Green Bay, Wisconsin, April 17th, and go in that building. Because number one, it'll be, it'd be crazy awkward. And number two, the Packers can't take the chance that he gets hurt and they're on the hook for $60 million. I, 100% right. Look, it's going to happen. There is, in my opinion, there is zero chance that it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, so it, let's, okay, if he, I agree with you. If he did that, that would probably hasten things. That, that would bring things to a, a boil. The other thing that brings the other the, the deadline I've had in my mind has been the draft. Right, um, they're they're going to want players to put around Jordan Love, so they're going to want the, the Jets trading Elijah Moore for a second round pick. It's not an accident. No, um, you know, there's another thing, another piece they can give up in a trade with Green Bay that the Packers are going to want. So I think that's I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen before the draft. I think when it push comes to shove, the Jets will not give up the 13th pick. Here's what Mike Tannenbaum told me because he was the one who traded for Brett Favre. They traded a third-round pick and then a conditional pick the following year that was based upon certain things that that happened with Favre there. Favre wound up not playing another season. He only played one season for the Jets and then retired and then unretired when the Jets drafted Mark Sanchez. So the, the Packers never wound up getting anything else. If he had played another year, then they would have been entitled to something else. What 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 Tannenbaum told me was if the Jets had won the Super Bowl in Favre's year there, then the Jets would have owed the Packers uh, a first round pick. That's a trade anyone would gladly make, right? So so give them whatever they want. You know, give them two twos this year, whatever it is they want, and then a conditional pick next year based upon how many snaps he takes and how much success the Jets have with him as their quarterback. And if they win the Super Bowl, I will gladly give them our number one pick. <laughs> Hey, everybody, make sure you check him out on social media at ESPN Greeny. And more importantly, pick up a copy of this book because I did. It's awesome. It's got your number from Mike Greenberg and Hembo, the greatest sports legends and the numbers they own. Very cool book. Perfect beach book. Perfect bathroom book, if I'm being honest. Like this Uh is the book to have where you have uh, time to read for a couple minutes. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to finally get a chance to chat. Thank you very much for having me. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoy Raycon earbuds. Look, everything is going up in price these days. I mean, coffees are like $5. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with the world, but I know this. There's all kinds of things that are expensive. That's why I love Raycon wireless earbuds. Probably right now, while you guys are listening to this, I am probably going for a walk on the beach. And if I can't get my wife or daughters to join me, my Raycon earbuds are in. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. So you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. I'm a huge fan. There's a reason why they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Love the noise. I I like that they're not sticking out of my ears. I don't understand why people, all all these people have these ones where they stick out of your ears. Why do you want that? 
eight hours of playtime, water and sweat resistant. When I'm doing calls, I'm on my Raycons. Go to buyraycon.com slash Tucker today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash Tucker to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash Tucker. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the other thing I'm probably doing while you guys are listening, since I'm on spring break, little uh, fun in the sun, I'm drinking Labatt Blue Lights because they're so good all the time, but they're especially good on the beach. If you want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends, live life to the power of we, always enjoy responsibly, beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Shoutouts are in order always, including today. It's April, guys. It's time for MyFrontPageStory.com for Mother's Day. It is time for MyFrontPageStory.com for Mother's Day. Then you got Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, HumanHeadNYC.com. SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, and BackOfficeScheduler.com. Love, love, love that I get to give shout-outs for listener-owned businesses. Hope you guys enjoy it. Remember your homework. The live mock draft of the College Draft Podcast. I guarantee you'll love it. Other than Emery kept sniping my picks. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.